bring it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Don't let that team stand in the way. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh, and grab for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. Yeah. This is the Buckeye Show. What's going on, Buckeye fans? Brand new week here. Happy Monday. We got the bowl destination. We knew that we were not going to be playing in the college football playoff as we woke up on Sunday morning and saw how the dust was going to settle. So you get ready for a New Year's Six game. It's the Cotton Bowl. Weird opponent, right, against the Missouri Tigers out of the SEC. We got a lot to break down. I mean, not just what the Buckeyes are doing in their bowl game. (laughs) Whoa, the transfer portal. Does this thing get hot? And it goes to hell in a hurry. So here we are. We got our buddy, my friend and yours, Tyvis Powell, along for the ride. Oh, what what a bit. bit, bit, bit. There you go, Tyvis. Good to see you, buddy. It is nice seeing you as well. You know, it has been a very interesting day in Buckeye Nation. You know, just the past, not just today, but the past couple of days have been really wild. Well, shoot, man, you've done a a nice job kind of keeping this veil on when you come in here and do the gig. But we all know that you took on this full time Monday through Friday job as what's your title again? I get I get the title messed up from time to time but you work <laughs> you work for a collective you, you work in the nil game are you referring to the director of player engagement that's the one. <laughs> oh man it's beautiful yeah it's just it's been a it's been an interesting day you know it's the transfer portal has become the new free is today has been like nba free agency you know you just see guys Declare you got you got a guy that declare for the NFL, then you got like ten people that just decided to hop in the portal. And as you know, you know my thoughts on the portal is I, I'm I'm Switzerland on it. You know I'm not all the way strong on it, and I'm not always I'm not all the way disagreeing on it. You know I think that you know and I tweeted about it this morning. You know I, when you assess the the you're tra- a bit old school. Yeah, when it comes to yeah, this, because my mm-hmm. thing is okay. So, like for a guy like a like a Kyle McCord or a Julian Fleming or even a guy like Kai Stokes, like I understand why you know those guys are jumping in. Sure, transfer keep quarter. track, everyone, because those are all guys that are gone now. <laughs> <laughs> and there's more. <laughs> and there's can, a lot more. Like ever prior, I can see yeah, why there's another one. guys like that decided to jump in the transfer portal because you know you've been at Ohio State for some time. Um, you see that you know you maximize your experience there, and you know maybe you're not going to be the guy. You, the opportunity to be the guy that you thought you were going to be isn't going to be at Ohio State, so you need to move on and get on the field. You know I understand that, but for it's the young guys, it's the ones that do it after like freshman year. Those are the ones that kind of frustrate me because it's like. You're taking away the competition aspect. You know, you've only been there for one year. You haven't even went through a full off-season program yet. So what makes you just say to yourself, all right, I'm done with this. I'm going to leave. Like, that's the part that I don't get. Like, you're not – guys leave every year, so it's openings on the field. And until you went in there and did everything you can to try to get on the field – then you don't really know. And the thing about the transfer portal is it's supposed to be like uh, 600 people in the transfer portal. You, it's so easy to get lost amongst 600 people in a portal. You know, everybody talks about the success stories, the Justin Fields, the Joe Burrows, you know, those those type of stories. 
But for every story that you hear like that, there's about five horror stories that don't people don't talk about. So I think like if you got, if you're at a university and it's a good university, you know, I think that you should stick it out and at least fight and battle for your spot on the field. Because when you get to the NFL, like I say, it's all competition based. You know, you got to get that competitive edge somewhere. You should start it in college. But if you exhausted it and, and like I say, you did everything you could and it didn't work out, then I understand you transfer. But I just don't understand why after one year that it bothers me. Yeah, like a Reed Carico, right? There's another one. Boom. And we'll we'll get you the list here of every single Buckeye that has made his way into the transfer portal. Jacob James is another one. Cam Martinez mm-hmm. is another big name. Reed Carico is one of those tough, grizzled players that wasn't going to be the most talented guy on the football field. And he, mm-hmm. he put in three years, right? Yeah. He put in three years and wasn't making his way under the depth chart. So I don't think that's who you're speaking to. But I think we all know most of the reason, or at least a big, big chunk of the reason is because of this. That's what it is, man. <laughs> money talks. Money the, talks. And look, money hey, talks. You're in the game now. Yeah, like you, money. you are working a job now that part of part of the sole purpose of it is to pay student athletes so they can get some financial opportunities. But like I tell everybody, you know, the money is fine, but that, this can't be your dream. Like, I don't think when you decided to play football and you decided to sign to a, a top college football program that you say, you know what? I'm going to go to college and be the best college player and I'm going to maximize in college. Like, I don't think that's what you said. I think you said, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to do well in college, dominate that game so I can get to the National Football League. And I just don't see what, like, okay, I'm going to get a bunch of money. to I'm going to get some money to go play somewhere else. And that's cool. But if it's like a low-tier school, like, I don't understand how you think you're not going to get developed right, you know? Like, don't do it always for the money. All money ain't great money. You know, the development is the biggest part. You have to be able to develop football players so you can get to the next level and you can stick on the next level. Anybody can have it one good season somewhere, but if you're not developing, you don't have fundamentals, you don't have basics, like you're not going to thrive on the next level. And I think that's the key thing that bothers me the most. Like, you can't well, just run away. The, pro- the problem is... Everybody has different things that they are looking for and everyone has different things that are important to them. And I'm not also trying to make this all about the money in that aspect. Sometimes you are just trying to find a spot where you can fit in. Mm -hmm. It might just be the scheme. It might be something in the locker room where you weren't driving the right way with certain kind of teammates Mm -hmm. and you had to get out of it. Maybe the fan base was giving you too much pressure. I'm not trying to say that if... If that's going to be it for you, then Ohio State is just the wrong place. You know, that's <laughs> well, I think I think you need to know that going in like and I develop that through time when you're going to you know play at a place like Ohio State. For anyone that wants to you know try to make it out that Kyle McCord was run out of here because of things being said, well, I I can just say I hope that that's not the case for him yeah, yeah. because that is simply the way it goes. And like you said, if this is merely a stepping stone when you talk about not wanting to make it all about the money because the money should be when you professionalize. There's two sides to that. I mean, some college football players will not play in the NFL, mm-hmm. but they might have a little bit something more to offer in the college games. You, you could actually make that case for quarterbacks. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks that were really good in college football, and they really didn't have a prayer in the NFL yeah. unless they were going to switch positions. 
I don't know what a guy like Cam Rising would be in the National Football League. We saw what Tim Tebow wound up being as a quarterback in the National Football League. But these are guys that could be superstars and make millions and millions of dollars in college football. I look at a guy. But either way, I look at a guy like like Julian Fleming. Julian Fleming jumped in the portal today, and that one doesn't bother me or doesn't shock me because Julian has been this highly recruited guy as a wide receiver. But over the last couple of years, he's been what? The number three wide wide receiver. So people's like, well, why didn't he just go pro? I mean, if you go pro as the number three guy, you're looking at what? A six, seventh round pick, maybe undrafted. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Or he could be Austin Mactown. Right. He has to toil in the CFL and try to work his way back in. And I think he he owes it to himself. We know that he's got great skills because he was highly recruited. He's been in college. He's been developed. But he's never been the number one guy. And I think that is what's on his mind. Can I thrive as a number one target? And I think that's why I think he's going out to see other schools and try to transfer to another school so he can become that number one receiver and see if he can have a type of career like, you know, Mecca or Marvin or Garrett Wilson and all of these other guys. Kyle McCord, 1A, your starting quarterback, loses the Michigan game. He's in the transfer portal. This is one that really does just just hit home. I don't think there are people in the Buckeye fan base that are shedding tears about this. This is just life as we know it. We watched him play all season long. Mm-hmm. And look, I was, I'm a little bit surprised that this happened so fast because you're the incumbent. And it's like you talked about competing. I, I, do, I do know in my heart there was no way that the competition wasn't completely open. Yeah. There might have been a chance that they they still brought someone in and kept Kyle's spot and said, hey, yeah, you're cool to stay. You're, we like you. Good kid, hard worker, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But make no mistake, we're going to look to increase the standard and the level of play. As they I, I think we all understood that, right? As there was no should. way. You were just walking into 2024 with Kyle McCord as the starter, maybe he improved a bunch and earned it, but likely that was not going to happen. Yeah, I said. I said after that game, I said the one thing that I think he did was he opened up the competition. I think that's going into this season, and people wonder why it took so, Ryan Day so long to name a starter. I think over the course of the season, just the inconsistency was why I think Ryan Day took so long to name his starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. Kyle McCord, your starting quarterback from 2023, just like that in the transfer portal. It is certainly a new age in college football that we've just seen building and building these last five or six years or so. What did he say about his time here at Ohio State? We will tell you that next. Tyvis is in. You're locked into the Buckeye Show on the fan. A lot has changed in 30 years, but we're still that old shoe that feels worn in and well-loved. And, well, we smell a little, but you've accepted that. The The best sports talk in the Big Ten lives right here. Now back to the Buckeye Show on the fan. You've got Timmy Hall. You've got Tyvis Powell. All you fine Buckeye fans out there, we certainly do appreciate it. We are indeed sponsored by our good friends at CareSource. We thank them for... Helping out this lovely little radio program. Transfer Portal is absolutely nuts right now. And Tyvis has his thoughts on it. I've got my thoughts on it. You know, I, I, I saw this from our pal Anthony Schwagel on X. This was... Wait a minute. What did you just call it? I, isn't that what we're doing now? Is that... I, you know what I just asked? 
Ted and Ryan about this. I said, do you call it X or Twitter? That's the first time I just called it X. Twitter. And you're making a big thing out of I it. I can't believe you're, you're being yeah. politically correct. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I ju- like I just, I'm just trying to do what's right. It's, That's all I'm trying to do. I don't think I will ever refer to it as X. But <laughs> That's go ahead. That's, That's neither fine. here nor yeah, there. No, go I'm, ahead. I'm good. I'm good. You, you're older than I ever thought you were. You, in some ways, you're even older than me. And I like that about you. I have old soul. Ryan Baker, by the way, he smells fantastic. It's just the menthol that just vibes out of that control room. I love going back in there just to talk to him so I can smell him. Wow. Tyvis, I'm getting really nervous. All these guys <laughs> telling me I smell good. Like, I need some ladies to tell well, me Well, I'll this. let you know that I've never <laughs> smelt you a day of my life. I appreciate uh-huh. that. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I miss I miss your scent, Baker. I miss your musk. <laughs> <laughs> we should get an apartment together. <laughs> I miss your musk. It's the pancake breakfast. So, anyway, anyway, back to the story. Back to the, the X, the tweet, Schlegel. He said, bottom line on, on the transfer portal, every situation's different. We can't judge or say someone should have done this or that. They're making life-changing decisions, just like if you changed your employer. My problem is with NIL and player and families, why they want to be a Buckeye. Competitive excellence, development, opportunity at the next level, because it's the Ohio State University. The alumni, the brotherhood, all these things got to be considered moving forward when recruiting and bringing players into the program. If they are not about that life, then they shouldn't be here or recruited. And that's... That last part of what Schlegel said is right in line with what your feelings were and your thoughts in the first half of the segment. I'm kind of on that top line where I, I think I've made my stance known about this. It's been it's been a long, long time coming. Mm-hmm. And it's not just college football. It's been years and years and years since coaches started making way much more money than any reasonable person would ever need to have a, a nice life. And I know you want to talk about the structure and it's about, you know, you're you're paying a person what his value is. You're mm-hmm. paying what somebody is worth. If it's bringing in a lot of money and then this becomes this huge arms race, this huge game. I understand. I understand the the business tactics of it. But if that's what we're going to say, if that's what we're going to do, mm-hmm. then you can't come at me and hide behind this student athlete or amateurism. No, sorry. Miss me with that. If you want to hit me with the economics of it and capitalism and, oh, well, I can make $10 million a year coaching a football team because it brings in that much money. Well, then what are you doing? And I'm not even talking about NIL here. I hate to do it, but you almost have to go crazy Jim Harbaugh. The one nice thing that he does for all of you players is use the platform to talk about that. And that's when you get into some of these extra games, maybe when we expand and you still want to have conference championships, championship games too. You can use some of that revenue to actually start paying the players, but it, it got so out of control. So I do, I do understand that it's a five year window now that starts ticking mm-hmm. and it might never come back. Some guys might be able to pro- professionalize, right? And have another, another step at this career. But what does the NCAA commercial always tell us? 99% of our athletes will be going professional in something other than their sport. So if you have a time to earn something while playing your sport, at this level, then you're going to go on and get a job and have a career in something, and this could be a great time in your life. It should be your choice, right? Yeah. Even if it's your choice to fail, you should get those opportunities and the freedom to make those mistakes and yeah. maybe make a wrong move or two and learn from it and sit back and say, gosh, shoot, 
I really wish I didn't transfer from that program, but yeah. I did. I wonder, and I'm going to make the best of it. Well, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of that going on. So you know, that's and that's my whole point right there. Is you know, experience is the best teacher. You know, we can sit here and talk to we blew in the face, and you can you can you can point out all the reasons why kids shouldn't transfer. But at the end of the day, that player is going to do what he feels is best for him. He just has to live with those results. Um, but you know, the interesting thing is when it when it comes to like paying the players, like two things. One, the NIL thing. I think it's it's very interesting because I said last year, or maybe two years ago, that. This right now, what we're seeing, I don't think this is how NIL is going to be maybe three or four years from now. I think right now it's all just a test, you know, because I don't know. I wonder what the ROI is on on like paying these players, you know, or partnering with these players. I wonder if there are if these companies is seeing like big results. Right. And if the answer is no, and it's going to stop, it's going to stop. Yeah. So yeah. I think oh, that NIL money, I think turns that, out yeah, there I, is none for I, you. I feel like yeah. at some point you're not making anything back for us. Right. I feel like at some point it's going to stop and it's not going to be as ridiculous as it is today. So. Right now, this is just the wave. I think this is there's a wave right now. I think in a couple of years, it'll it'll die down a little bit. But again, that's where I kind of step in, step in and say, nil is all fair and good. I mean, you're earning. Look, this is the same type of structure that we have here at our radio station. Right? We get paid to do shows. Mm-hmm. We get paid to do a job. We can either sign a contract, or we're salaried, or we're independent contractors. Whatever, whatever it is. Right? Mm-hmm. There's that. And then, based on what extra value you are bringing, if if clients, if uh, business owners out in the great city of Columbus like what you do, mm-hmm. they love you so much, they love your show, your personality, your social media accounts, whatever. They want to partner up with you and pay you more, right? Yeah. But so what I'm what I'm talking about here is the football thing. There might need to be a baseline compensation. Yeah, I'm, because it's making a lot of money and it's getting a lot of coaches paid up big. Well, I mean, I think that when you look at it, I feel like with the with the with the conferences, since they're going into a, like what four major conferences, that's going to make a ton of money. They should just make them a salary cap. Each team gets this much on the salary cap, and you have to stay within it. The, oh, Mike Loxley is loving this. The conference right? pays with the listen, Ohio State. You get what it five million dollars. Fit everybody in your five million. Purdue, same thing, blah, 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 blah. Everybody gets that. And that's how you do it. I think that that would control it a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, let's go more like baseball. No. <laughs> let's go Let's go more like baseball and pay <laughs> what you got, you know? Pay pay whatever you have. But I, I didn't get to, to read Kyle McCord's statement. So this is what your, your transferring quarterback said here on social media today. He said, I'm extremely thankful for my time at Ohio State. Playing in the Scarlet and Gray was truly an honor. Grateful for all the lifelong relationships I've made along the way here in Columbus. My teammates, my brothers, I'm appreciative for each and every one of you. Thank you to Coach Day, Coach Dennis, Coach Fitch, and the rest of the staff and support team. Buckeye Nation, your passion is what makes playing in Columbus special. With that being said, I've decided to enter the transfer portal to explore other opportunities. Before we talk to Bill Rabinowitz and... uh see what he knows about some some of the noise or get his thoughts on guys that are leaving this program and what this does to the bowl preparation. This was Ryan Day yesterday, just Sunday, 
you could you could see it now listening back to it again it was very strange when you couldn't commit to Kyle being your starter in the bowl game after he's the starter for all of 2023 that certainly throws red flags up I just I think that that's that's kind of a long way away right now um you know we're gonna get back to work here um We'll probably have our, we had a practice last week. We'll have a practice coming up this weekend, and the guys will get out there and compete and, and grind, and um, and we'll take it from there. Uh, you know, I can't sit here and tell you I know for sure about any of those things right now, but um, everyone's going to have an opportunity to compete and you know get after it during bowl practice, and and then when it's time to go play in the game, we'll figure out you know who who should get the reps and and go from there. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't really have a great answer for that just yet. Either way, that was brewing in to be a a pretty big story. Because if you're going to have to bench Kyle McCord before the season's even ended to start getting a better look, even if it wasn't even, yeah, we're not saying Kyle's benched, but however you tried to spin that, we just like to get another look, a better look. That's exactly what they would have said. You're you're starting the competition. We want to see our young guys. We want to see what we have. Yeah, that's that's exactly what that's saying. All right, Bill Rabinowitz covers the Buckeyes for the dispatch. Up with us next, it's the Buckeyes show on the fan. We test marketed naming the show A Guy and His Butlers. Oh, that is very touching. But we thought Bishop and Friends had a better ring to it. Weekday mornings at 9. The fan. Block O on the radio. This is the Buckeye Show. You've got Timmy Hall. You've got Tyvis Powell. We've got so much to talk about here with everything going on in Buckeye Nation with the transferring and all these football players looking for new homes, we go to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline and talk to our friend Bill Rabinowitz from the Columbus Dispatch. Bill, thanks for being on. How how out of left field was this for you? Uh, gauge me your surprise with Kyle going. Well, I, if you had asked me two days ago, I would have been shocked completely. After Ryan Day's press conference yesterday, yeah. I'm Merely mildly shocked, if that's a word, or, or quite surprised, but not like it's not unfathomable. Um, because yesterday in the press conference, which was ostensibly to talk about the Cotton Bowl, they was asked about Ryan or about Kyle McCord and whether you know how firm a starter he was in, in his mind, and and he just was very noncommittal about Kyle being his starter, even for the bowl game. And you know, a couple people asked, and I asked, kind of at the end. How did you? How do you think Kyle played? And do you think that you can win a championship with him? And he was complimentary, no question. But he didn't come out with like a full throated, absolutely he's our guy kind of response. And I ended up writing a story about it that ran, uh, wrote last night, ran very early this morning before the news broke. Um, that news, you know, the story didn't age well. I don't think, but it did it did kind of show that there's a question here. And obviously, you know, again, I don't know exactly what happened, but clearly Ryan Day did not fully believe in Kyle McCord. And Kyle McCord, who only has one year of eligibility left, probably thought, well, I can't take a chance on not being the guy, and then what do I do? And so it's better to get a fresh start somewhere else, play one year somewhere else, and take my chances. Um you know, in some ways, I don't know that there are hard feelings. I just think it's kind of like a business arrangement that didn't didn't work out. I guess. Bill, do you think that this is the end of it? You think that the Kyle McCord is the biggest one that we'll get, or do you think more guys will enter the transfer portal since it opened up today? 
how can it be bigger than the quarterback, right? <laughs> um, Julian Fleming entered it, but I, I don't, I'm not surprised. The only thing I'm surprised about is that he's going to go to a different school as opposed to try his uh, takes chances with the NFL. He is a four, you know, he's a four a four year guy, he's a senior, and so um, look, there could be others. There's there's no question, but I don't think anything will have the shock value of the starting quarterback going. I mean, you think about what nine days ago, and if Kyle McCord drops back to throw from the Michigan, wherever it was, 35, 40 yard line. And he doesn't get hit as he throws and he does complete the pass to Marvin Harrison. And they, let's say score a touchdown. None of this is happening, right? None of this. They're in the playoff. They're talking about national championship all as well. It just tells you how precarious everything is. I still think, I don't know, call me crazy. Even if they beat Michigan, but say that was, that was the extent of it. They win the big 10 championship, but they don't look so good and say a college football playoff semifinal. I'm almost thinking, Bill, that that Kyle would have had to do a lot, almost win the national championship to secure, to just keep everybody off of him for returning. Because I just think there's been a, a certain kind of standard set here in the last five, six years, maybe even longer than that, for how the quarterback position's got to be played. And again, it's not to say he was bad, right? It's just that there was no way you could play like that and there wouldn't at least be some competition on that position going forward. Yeah, I think... The problem that Kyle McCord had was, first of all, what you said. He followed three Heisman Trophy finalists, and that's always a very difficult thing to do. And, and Kyle McCord, I think, is a really good quarterback. He, he threw some beautiful balls in Michigan. He threw some, you know, the, the end of the Notre Dame game was, you can't do any better than that. But he's not the dynamic athlete that, you know, you watch J.J. McCarthy. And I'm not saying that, I mean, I think, I think for the most part, Kyle McCord throws a better, pure ball than McCarthy. But you saw what McCarthy did against Ohio State. How many times did he get you know, flushed out of the pocket and you think he's going to throw this away or take a loss and he threw it and made something out of nothing? Yeah. Three or four times. Yeah. You know, that's not who Kyle McCord is. I mean, his pocket presence needs work. Um, he throws a little bit of a flat ball. Look, he's, he's a very accurate thrower. He makes that out pattern throw really well. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a good leader. He's a smart guy. He works hard. I mean, there are a lot of things to like about Kyle McCord. But he's not, you know, a dynamic athlete, and I'm not a bad athlete, but just not a spectacular athlete. And he doesn't throw quite as well as C.J. Stroud or or Dwayne Haskins. So he's not the dual threat that Justin Fields is, and he wasn't didn't quite have the arm of the others. Um, you know, but it's a little bit like when Ohio State talk fans talk about the defensive end. Why can't we? You know, so and so is not Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Chase Young. Well, yeah, because those guys don't come around very often. You know. Um, Ohio State fans are spoiled. You know, they've had just incredible quarterback play over the last decade or so. And so he suffers by comparison. And that's kind of where it goes. And clearly Ryan Day, although I think he respects Comicorn and likes him, I think he probably thinks of him as a B-plus quarterback and he needs an, an A quarterback. And, you know, I don't know what's out there, but I know what's out there right now. I don't know if there's anybody in the transfer portal that's clearly better than than uh, Kyle McCord, but we're going to find out. You know, and that's exactly where I wanted to go. Do they do they go out and get you know these Cam Wards or the Moore kid from UCLA, or do you think they just roll it with Lincoln, Devin Brown, and Aaron Nolan comes in January? 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I'd be lying if I said I knew. I mean, I've been so busy today. I'm not even sure I know who's in the transfer portal other than Cam Ward and you know some, some Dylan, other guys. Dylan Gabriel is the big one. He's number one in the rankings. Oklahoma's quarterback. Okay, Oklahoma. Yeah, I think they're going to look at everybody, right? I mean, I, I think, and I think that the top quarterbacks will certainly look at Ohio State. But again, you're also talking about the risk of the unknown. You don't know. There may be a reason that those guys are leaving their schools. I, I, I don't know anything about them, so I'm not saying I'm not being negative. I'm just saying it's a mystery. At least you knew what you had in Kyle McCorn for, for better or worse. If you're getting a transfer, and then if you get a transfer, you, you're probably going to lose Devin Brown. And I don't know if Devin Brown's the guy either, because you could say, well, if if Ryan Day was not enamored with Kyle McCord, what to say about Devin Brown if he won the job over over you know Brown? So on the other hand. I think it was pretty close this summer, it's closer than a lot of people thought or expected it to be. And maybe there was a little bit of, of um, second guessing by day about whether he picked the right guy. And maybe he really is enamored with Devin Brown. I, you know, there's no way to know. I mean, he sprained his ankle against Penn State and, and hasn't played since. So, I mean, he's healthy, but he just hasn't played. So, And they really like Lincoln Keenholz. Um, and obviously, Aaron Nolan is a, is a five-star guy. But it's obviously pretty rare for a true freshman to come in and, and win the job. And um, and there's going to be a lot of fresh on Ryan Day next year to win because you lose four in a row to Michigan. Then you, then you're then you got some then the heat really gets turned up. Put it that way. So it's all rumors still here, Bill. Not hearing anything uh, concrete. It's too early in the game. It's too early, um, and I've been busy with trying to figure out what's what happened with this and. There, there will be time for, for the other stuff to kind of sort itself out. Nobody's going to make a decision today or tomorrow. I wouldn't think. I mean, I, I don't think it'd be good for either side, for let's say Ryan Day to go into the transfer portal and say that's the guy. I mean, <clears throat> I don't. They wouldn't have time to do their kind of investigation yeah. and. I mean, I just think it needs to play out a little bit longer. I'll be curious to know exactly what you learn about this situation. I think you did. I, I'm just saying, I think you kind of hit on it, and it's almost the full story in that. It's just not quite good enough. Just yeah. not quite good enough yeah. for, for where we are and what it takes here. But, Bill, that's great stuff. Got a big cotton bowl, big juicy cotton bowl against the Tigers. Ready to get ready for that one? more interesting. Yeah, it certainly did with uh, what quarterback they're going to throw out there. So it's spiced up a little bit more. Thanks, as always, for the time. We'll catch up sometime before the game is played. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. There he goes, Bill Rabinowitz of the Columbus Dispatch. Some things there to break down, Tyvis. Also, I just got to say, the events of the weekend have made me as ready as ever for a change in college football. I'll tell you what that is next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. We have so many local shows, I can't fit them in a 10-second promo. So let's just say we're live and local all damn day. The fan. The show where we pay people extra to host with Timmy Hall. This is the Buckeye Show. <laughs> and the benefactor tonight is my good friend, Tyvis Powell. The money couldn't go to anybody better, really. It's not even about the money with you, Tim. I'd do it for free. You would, wouldn't you? Two hours with Timothy Hall. Oh. Come on now. He is him. <laughs> he is him. Let him cook. Let him cook. Now, you know what? I'm so tired. I'm exhausted from the last couple of days. You think about 
you know the the selection Sunday. You know you're not going to get into the college football playoff, but doesn't you're watching. It, doesn't it suck it to sucks. watch it? It sucks. Yeah, it's just a terrible, terrible weekend, right? And I do want to get in uh, in some of the segments coming up at, at seven nineteen. Do want to have a little Bruce Thornton appreciation segment because that guy is awesome. Shout out to the men's basketball team for their hot start and the women's basketball team for beating Tennessee yesterday too. Christmas time, I'm gonna get you a Bruce Thornton jersey. He's he's the best. I'm gonna see if I can get him to sign it too. He's like a rock. (laughs) I'm a Roddy Gale guy myself, but Bruce is like a rock. Oh my god! Put him in the ring. Put him in the ring with Drago. He's gonna win. Save it for seven nineteen. He's not a man. (laughs) He's made of iron. He just takes it into the lane. Foul. Two free throws. Mm. Just great. It's just great. But anyway, um, Friday night into Saturday. It's just one of those busy weekends of watching a lot of football and you're just watching it in that way where you feel you feel bad about it because you're rooting for certain sequences of events and you know they're not going to happen and it just feels pathetic to be honest well, and th- this system that we're in I I don't like it I had to go and get a Baja Blast to even do this segment to finish the segment we'll see if see if this sounds better than the actual beer tab pop Anyways, how's that? <laughs> it, it was actually pretty good. Pretty good, right? So, Baja blast time. But uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm done with this. I'm done with Florida State at 13 and 0 being left out. I know I don't care how old I sound. I just think it's stupid. 150 years of college football, and this is the best we can come up with. <laughs> where you're going to screw a conference champ that hasn't lost a game because their guy is out? <laughs> was the BCS better? I. No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. It wasn't. Why it just why it took this long to at least put six teams or when you decide how many power conferences you're going to have, this was doomed from the beginning, right? In 2014 when they said, "Oh, you know, you got a great idea for a a final four in college football." Oh yeah, how many power conferences you got? It, Five. It worked out great for the first time. Yeah, because you got in and you won. Yeah. 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 Thank God for the fifty nine nothing, right? Yeah, because we've seen and a lot of people. <laughs> much, yeah. I, I, I'd like to make that point perfectly clear because a lot of people are bringing that up about Florida State. And look, I I tweeted out uh, a couple times on Friday night on on Saturday night after yeah, Saturday. Florida State completed it and got the win because mm-hmm. I knew what I would be voting for if I were in that room. I, Although I, they probably would have had to, you know, pull me aside and say, "Hey, I know what you want to vote for, but this is what we're doing. It's the best teams. It's the best teams. It's the best teams." And I would keep coming back and saying, "Yes, I know that. I know that, but that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. I know you're saying the best teams, but that's not fair. So life isn't fair. Life is not fair. But when we have a playoff for college football, I would like to." Make the party at least large enough to where we could get in those teams that need to be in there. And Tell I just think when you're undefeated <laughs> and you win a power conference, you need to be in there. The CFP. That's the point. The CFP got it right. Those the four teams that's in. I'm not be it. gonna sit here and say <laughs> that I wouldn't think Bama. If you just asked me today, who's a better football team who would win on a neutral site? I would agree. At least me. There we go. But that's before the game is played. Okay, <laughs> that's just what I think, and we, what we all think before the game is played. 
We can sit there and do that all so the time, right? They needed that third-string quarterback or even a second-string quarterback to go out there. It's Brock Glenn, former Buckeye. They needed, commit. they needed him to go out there and throw for 300 yards and win by 30 points. Like you guys did against Wisconsin. Because that, that was the difference. It was, it was that the Buckeyes were forced to go out there and win in dramatic fashion and yeah. prove that they could do something with a third-stringer like Cardell Jones. And he... Proved that he was a gunslinging son of a gun. It turned out to be the right decision. Yeah, it it did. But it doesn't doesn't matter. That Ohio State team was still top to bottom better than this Florida State team. And watching it from an Ohio State standpoint, you know, I I went into Saturday or Friday or Saturday, whatever you want to call it. And I knew they weren't going to get it. I thought last year we got lucky. Obviously, with the Utah beating USC last year, we got lucky. He even shouted Ryan Day out for doing it. So I thought that that was... You know, it was one of those things where they didn't really learn the lesson. You know, the lesson is how important the last game of the season is because you control your own destiny. Last year kind of escaped because they still got into the CFP. They still had a shot at winning a national championship. This year, they lost that game and they didn't. They don't have a shot to win the CFP to erase the fact that they lost that game. So I think now this offseason hits a little bit harder how important that game is. I'm just, uh, I've never been more ready. I've never been more ready for the change. I'm just done. I'm done with it. You sound like an old guy. It just sucks. No, it really, it's not, it, though. You it don't, does. You don't it like, does. You know why? Because it's always fun to argue about the fourth seed. No. It's that, that's nobody, what I think. I nobody's going to argue. Nobody's going to argue no. about the 12th seed. Exactly. That's, that's, where it, that's, that's the point. Hold on. Yes, they are. Nobody, no, they're not. Nobody's yes, stop argue. it. We Ryan, expanded Ryan, the Ryan, NCAA Ryan. tournament and people argue no, about the No, 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 no. We don't argue Cut about the NCAA tournament. That's white sure noise. we do. That's white noise. You just avoid those people it, because they're obnoxious and they're just doing it for a TV isn't segment. Isn't the 12 seed supposed to be like a MAC champion or like a... It so, could uh, be... It could, I don't know what they're actually going to decide on. If they're going to... Make it to where the highest rated. It doesn't have to be a Mac team. You know what it I'm could, saying. It could be the maybe the highest of the rated Power Five. R- Ryan, look into my eyes. Power I'm four. Looking. Look into my ables. Look. look into my ables right now. <laughs> I will not be pissed off ever about anything going forward. And this is this is the thing. I don't think you're supposed to argue. Until you're blue in the face about what teams can even get into your sports playoff. I just don't think that's how a system is supposed to work. We shouldn't have to do this. There shouldn't be one or two or maybe three other teams that we all can point to and say, those guys are really, really good. And in any other sport out there, and I know some people say that's what's great about this sport. That's what's fantastic about it. But you know what? Florida State just ran the table. And they're out. And you're also going to tell me with that same logic, college football playoff committee, that you would have Florida State still ahead of Georgia? I thought Florida State sucked and didn't have a quarterback. And Georgia loses one game this year to what Alabama, I, who they, we think is also special now. they value conference champions. Florida State still won the ACC. Well, they do value conference championship, champions, but they don't value it enough to I was gonna say, what about get last into year with Final Ohio Four. State? Was it a mistake? What, last year? Yeah. Mm, they lost. 
Then it wasn't. They, they deserved to be. Again, again you, d- you can't just point to what the results were <laughs> and mean? that validates everything about the picks going in. You don't know that Listen, when you're making the picks. They realize. You can't know I'm a, that. It's I'm in the tell future. You, I'm going to tell you when they realized that they made a mistake. It was the year, I think it was, was it Penn State won the Big Ten, and but Ohio State still got in, and we lost 30 to nothing to Clemson? Was that the same year? I think it was. I think it might have been. Yeah. yeah. They stopped they should they stopped doing that after that. They that was like, okay, we're not gonna do that again. You're set, that was the year what? That Ohio yeah. State didn't win? Yeah, we didn't win the big Because of Penn State got Penn State us, got but got they put it. and they put Ohio State in the CIP. And that was the thirty to Zippo. Yeah. And I think after that, I don't think they put in any outside of Ohio State last year. I don't I think every year has been a conference champion in the top four. Yeah, well, they just took a conference champion and left them out. But they so. still, but all four of the other ones won their conference champion. Yeah, I know, I know, I get it. That's what happens when you have a power five, but you only got four spots. Right. I just but don't. It, it, that problem's gone because it's only four. But it's a power four now. I don't know. I don't know for all the people that think this is taken away and this is going to ruin the sport going forward. I think this is going to be a hell of a good time watching all these extra games that. You're allowed to lose a game now. Playoffs in, you're, you're playoffs alla- in Columbus. Uh, uh, imagine that. You're allowed to lose one freaking game in your season, and Boom. you can still play for a, a national championship. Hey, this is what you get. You you're can, living it. No, you can't this lose. This is what we get. You can, you can actually lose two games and still make it. That's boo. Yeah, that's gross. Boo. <laughs> mm, the very latest. I'm getting upset. Very latest in the sport we know and love, including one player going into the transfer portal in the most peculiar way. That's on the way. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Matty Ice has a large tattoo on his calf of LeBron eating a lion. I have nothing else to say. Rockman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to three. The fan. It's time for the College Football Pulse on the Buckeye Show. Sponsored by The Waterworks. Trusted and certified plumbing, drain, heating, and cooling experts. Visit online at thewaterworks.com. What's up, Buckeye fans? Timmy Hall. I sounded like Bugs Bunny right there. Uh, What's up, Buckeye fans? Timmy Hall and Tyvis Powell here. Our guy Ryan Baker on the update desk. He'll pop on for the College Football Pulse. I I just have to say, may have ruined my night back there. You're booing at me, boo, and I can, and I know like Ryan's gonna pop on the microphone. He, we talked about this before the show. He hates it too. He hates how I feel this way about the future of college how football. Could you, All I can say is, well, this is what we're doing, so a, I'll feel vindicated because this is the way it's going. It's a standard. Perfection is the standard. Yeah, I just perfection is the goal, and I'm headed to the pylon. It's hard, and you know, I, you're telling me you'd rather be done. You'd rather have your season finished, no more meaningful games, than be in a bigger playoff field. You wouldn't, re- you wouldn't that, take that a hundred no, times out no, of a hundred. No, that's asinine. You're to gonna say. be allowed to play for a national championship. You in or you out? That's great. Yes. Oh, but I thought this was all about perfection for you. It is. Shouldn't you just say no? Thanks. We didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. Give that spot to somebody else. No. Yeah, it sounds you, like it. But it makes every game meaningful, though. Oh yeah, the games are gonna lose all their meaning. You're just telling me out there that you don't even think playing for a buy matters all that much. That's not going to keep teams charging for that, for that perfection. 
No. <laughs> you get a bye. That's one less game you have to win to win a national championship. Hey, what are these kids, 30 now? <laughs> no, they're not 30, but we're all talking about the wear and tear. And it, I play 15 games, Tim, to win a national championship. Well, and I was still going to take every bit of that, maybe another go, one. And I, did I, was I 100% healthy in those games? Nobody is. Absolutely not. But if I needed to play a 16th game, you better believe I was ready for it. You know, you know who you get that key to? Goes to Mickey Marotti. He does a really incredible job over at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, getting guys' bodies right and getting them ready to play in games. Shout out to you, Coach Mick, and Coach Parker as well. I just think, you know, you you play this season, you lose one game, you're in a conference with no, two no, no, of no, the no. best teams See, in the no, country. No, 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 no. You didn't lose a game. You lost the game. It, true. You, right. It's uh, come a on hell of an important game. Yes. And, and it's like a playoff game already. That's your eliminator. <laughs> Tell him. Ryan's on the money with this. Well, you Sunday's 9-11 to 11 here on the fan. <laughs> you, you win, you're in. It wasn't and a. They pl- lost. I mean, it wasn't a playoff game, though. It was a playoff game. It was for because they're out. <laughs> <to say. laughs> right. But what are you going to say about Florida State's situation? Can't, can't get they hurt. Didn't even get, they didn't even get a playoff game. Quarterback I, can't get hurt. <laughs> I think this <laughs> year is an you anomaly. Listen, you're out. It's as simple as this. It's just like the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow goes out. Everybody says tank for the tank for the rest of the year. Season's over. What you? What you? Season's over. But the problem is, Ryan, as you say that that that's a playoff game. That's no. That's not Michigan or Ohio State's fault. That they could both possibly be. And I'm not even going to sit here and argue that Ohio State's the second best team in the country. I'm not going to say that right now. <laughs> Especially with who the quarterback, with our quarterback play and how that looked. And he's already, look, he's already in the portal because Ohio State knows mm. that the standard's got to be different. But the fact, that the, that, the fact that the fact that that game is at the end of the season every year, Isn't that's not necessarily fair that they get that playoff game right there, but other teams' schedule is set up differently. It's just not all equitable. It's what just too big. It's I, too big. Hold on, hold on. It's too big of a party in the sport, and everybody is not playing everybody. Who knows going forward if you're going to really see any teams from other conferences at all. I just think that that's silly that you're yeah. playing in Big Ten play, and we get to that last game, and we're like, oh, that's the playoff. Tim, Lose stop that. It. Season's over. Stop. That, that's the reason why it's not just the game. That's why you can't go out there and say it's just a football game because there's so much behind it. It's so much at stake. That's what makes the game so important because you can't lose that game and think that you're going to go on and be successful for the rest of the year. Now you get it. You're starting to get it. You see that? Boom. We can talk about Washington and Oregon, too. They just so happened to play in a Pac-12 championship game, but that game six, seven weeks ago was an eliminator for Oregon if they didn't play again. Wait, what do you mean? Because Oregon was going to get in if they won the if they won second time around. They got their shot Probably, at the rematch and they or, were in. Or say they didn't even make the Pac-12 championship. Say it was divisions like the Big Ten is this year. They wouldn't have got a shot to get them again. So that would have been their eliminator. Yeah, no, it, it would have. So I don't think it's just a where it is in the schedule type thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, Tyvis, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Everything that you're saying, I agree with about the Michigan game. Oh, yeah. I am simply stating I am ready. I'm ready for the field to be bigger. I am ready to have the chaos at the end of the season be done. 
no, no, and whoa, I, whoa. I think you're going to get a more true national champion the, in this I, way. I agree with that. But you're going to get a more true best as, team in the sport because you're going to have to reset, hit that pause button, then go into playoff mode, and then beat whoever pops up on your schedule. And the only thing that's going to dictate who pops up on your schedule from that point forward is who wins the football game at all cost. That's it. You play to win. Hello. Yeah, that's it. That's why we play. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, that's why I think it's going to be a little no, bit better. The chaos. No, of course. Ohio State, it, read my lips. They did not deserve to get in here. A million percent no, because they lost that game. They had their chance on the field, and they lost that game. I'm merely making a statement that I think it'd be nice in a sport where you have one blemish all season long, you still get a chance to fight for the sports national championship. And if you lose again, then you lose again. Then you're done. Nope. And there's no crying, gotta, no complaining about it at all. You got to be perfect. If if Florida, well, you're wrong because they're switching. If Florida State would have lost to Louisville the other night or lost somewhere along the way, are we having this discussion as much as we are right now? If Florida State would have lost to Louisville. Yeah, so Florida State's not in this picture right now. Okay, you know what? Let me ask about this. The conference champions, Gideon. So if Louisville would have beat Florida State, last, uh, nobody would care about the ACC champion oh, in yeah. this. Oh, yeah, so for they, sure. I'm F- saying, FSU they w- they lost, they the, lost, they're they're out of it. Yeah. They wouldn't get the first round. Louisville wouldn't get the first round by? I don't know about next year. I'm, I'm just talking. About I'm year. talking about this year. He's only. talking about this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. That cle- that clears a lot of it up. Yeah, for sure it does. Yes, so it's just some uh, little bit of fun. Yeah. that the college football gods gave us for the last four team playoffs. <laughs> I'm co- I'm they still, certainly did it. Right. I'm still confused. They found it. I'm confused because it's the the first round bye goes to the conference champ. So you're telling me if Louisville would have won that game, if we was in next year, they would get the first round bye. By the ACC? Oh, because it's there's going to be just four power conferences. Right. I think that would be Is correct. That, uh, you you got to be t- kidding me. You tell me, Ty, <laughs> you, Tyus, you tell me, I'm not as a million percent up to speed on exactly what that criteria was for the, the buy. Isn't it the conference champion? I could get behind that. I'd have to go to their think, website and look that right. up. I think he's right. I'd have to look it up. Conference sure, champ, but, no yeah. matter what, what the record what is. Was Louis, yeah, what was Louisville's record? You tell her to me. I think they've had three losses on the year so after the loss the other night. A team that, 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 with three losses gets a bye, right? So they would have been 10-3 well, with a but bye? But they wouldn't have had three losses. They'd have only had two if they would have won the oh, conference okay. championship. So they would have been 10-2. and two. Correct. And they would have been the four seed, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Ah. How do they? Do they? Ah. I'm assuming they just actually vote for one, two, three, four among the conference champs. They vote to put them into their place. There probably keep the committee and have their show and all of that stuff. So the committee can, will decide the yeah. resumes and do one, two, three, four of the conference champs. But Baker, there was an interesting transfer story here. Yeah, Someone we got to pay leaving. off on your tease here, Timmy. The music's already ran out for Pulse, but uh, it was bound to happen. So Alabama and former Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner entered the transfer transfer portal today, but not as a football player. He entered the transfer portal as a lacrosse player. He was one of the top lacrosse recruits, I guess, in the country coming out of high school. He has not ruled out a return to football, but for now, he's going to focus on lacrosse. What do you think of this, Tyvis? That's that's interesting. I think you saw the way he played quarterback (laughs) for Alabama. I think the right is on the wall. Listen, he 
He's what he got four years of eligibility, don't he? He could be in college forever. If they get an NIL as well, he can really make a whole lifestyle out of this thing. You know, football, I got my I got my little ducats from football, but now it's time ducats. to try my my hand at lacrosse to be one of the top lacrosse players and get paid from that as well. He's really doing it's really genius what he's doing. I don't think he's got that much eligibility. He's a sophomore. You don't you don't get an extra four or five years just because you switch sports, Why do you? Don't you? Uh, no, I that's don't know. That's not how it works. Correct. That's not how it works. I think you're thinking of like former guys that played pro baseball and then come back to school and have four years of eligibility. He's still, but, he's still getting two more years of some dumb. And you'd have to do that in a different sport, right? No, I don't. Well, yeah, 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 I don't think you can come you back can't, and play. Once you yeah. professionalize in something. because yeah, like we, Chris Winkie and Matt Moore both did that. They went and played minor league baseball and then came back to play football. And then they were they were yeah. oldies. Yeah, yeah, you had these old guys. You also had Russell Wilson's case where he was playing professional he was baseball doing both. <laughs> while he was a college yeah. football player. And people thought that was crazy. Like, how could you be making money? And that, that was kind of wild because the NCAA back then seemed to scoff at everything. They didn't want you to make any bucks at all. It's like, well, I'm I'm not playing college baseball anymore. I'm just playing college football. Anything else that's out there? Uh, yeah, there's another one. Uh, Caleb Williams' college career is over. I know that's not a surprise. We all thought so, but Lincoln Riley confirmed he won't play in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, this got me thinking, how disappointing was the season for USC this year? And is Caleb Williams still the number one pick in the draft? Oh, he's absolutely going to be the number the number one pick, depending on who got it. But I think whoever, if Chicago don't use it, they're going to trade it. And I've heard a lot of Drake May noise Stop at number it. one. Stop. Listen, no, don't get me going on Drake May because Drake May doesn't show up in big games. So I think that's... Oh, where, yeah, but Caleb Williams was amazing in all seven, these big seven games. Seven and five. Yes, you got a point yeah. there. He's, 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 <laughs> I mean, he's talented with his arm talent is really good. I mean, they were scoring 40 points a game. They just gave say, up 50. Yeah. <laughs> He did his part. It's really like how C.J. Stroud was. He did his part. You know, the defense just didn't help him. Yeah, but I think Caleb, with some of this noise around him, brings a, a couple red flags. It does. That's all I'll say. I'm I'm not going to speak to his skill set and his talent because, wow. I mean, when you really throw on the film of his best stuff, the way he can move and the way he can throw it at the same time, but some of this stuff about... Not coming out for press conferences and tough <laughs> spots, and it's I, I, I will, It's not what you like to see. There's a certain type of leadership. It's a it's a position of leadership. I got nothing. I got no problem with the you know crying. I you, I got no problem with that at all. Like if you yeah, need a, I don't cry. You need so. a moment. Even the thing he said about how, uh, even the thing that he said about how I just want to go home and snuggle with my dog. I actually like that. I like that from a guy that can. <laughs> Tell me how it is and admit admit like when he's feeling down. But don't like it. I need you to be out there. Don't I like actually it. need you to be out there to say it to me who is, every single time. Who, who does USC have in a bowl game? Do you know? Nah, I don't know. It, I don't know. We'll yeah. uh, we'll we'll get back to that. We do have something that um, you gave me something here. Do I do a double tease? Do I do a double tease or do we switch our Bruce Thornton appreciation segment? We could split it half and half. I'll save I'll save this. Tyvis has a hell of a tease, but it's not going to be the one for this next segment. It'll be the segment after that. But Buckeye men's basketball, 7 and 1 so far. And a big reason for that is they got one of the best guards in the country in Bruce Thornton. How did he get this good so quickly? Chris Holtman, he had the answer for us today. That's next. It's the Buckeye show on the fan. The sound of Paul Keels calling a Buckeye game is erotic. Oh, yes. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan, Ohio sports destination. 
the home of Big Ten championships and future first-rounders. You're listening to the Buckeye Show. Timmy Hall, Tyvis Powell, all you fine Buckeye fans, we do appreciate you hanging out with us between 6 and 8 every single weeknight. A reminder, if you tune in a little bit late, if you're just checking us out here in the 7 o'clock hour, when the show is done, give it 10 or 15 minutes, then the entire program gets uploaded to wherever you listen to your pod- podcast sound. Sound like the dog pound right there. Mm. Wherever you listen to your podcast audio, just search us up, look up the Buckeye Show, and subscribe, download it, and it is right there. First hour, we had some good stuff. We were talking to Bill Rabinowitz, the Columbus Dispatch, can his breakdown of the Kyle McCord news, and that's what happened. That's the big thing, big news around the city today. Ohio State's starting quarterback, Kyle McCord, enters the transfer portal. You've got Julian Fleming, who was one of the highest recruits ever here at Ohio State. Didn't really have that type of career, but when he got healthy, he certainly showed you some flashes of that brilliance. He's going to look elsewhere. Evan Pryor, who had some injuries as well, never got to scratch the surface on what he could be, but he was a hyped-up running back. He's going in. Center Victor Cutler, who was a transfer. Jacob James, a lineman. Defensive end Amaria Bohr. Linebacker Reed Carrico. Corners Jair Brown and Ryan Turner. Safeties Cam Martinez and Kai Stokes. And throw in a kicker, Parker Lewis, and maybe a partridge and a pear tree. That's well, a Chris Partridge. You know, that guy's the, fired from Michigan. The Evan Pryor one is interesting because Mayan entered the draft. Evan's leaving. And if Travion leaves, that means you'll be having Chip and Dallin would be because Xavier Johnson's gone as well. So you have Chip and Dallin next year, which is really still pretty good, actually. Yeah, but I mean, time to replenish the running back room. Yeah, I think they got. Don't they got somebody coming in? I'm sure they got some recruits coming in. Is Mayan Williams done? Done at well, this point? Well, he entered the draft. Oh, he's already in the draft. Yeah, my mistake. He answered yeah, the draft. Today. My mistake. Yeah, that's you, you're going to have to get some more backs. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Yeah, well, usually, you're going to need some more backs. We usually have like three or four that you kind of rotate through the season. But if if Travion leaves, which I guess that's the biggest question. Yeah, I mean, come on. If yeah, he leaves. Then I'm, I'm assuming. Um, never, just, just pretend. Just pretend. Never, just, just know. pretend he's gone. Then you're right. Like Chip, you're, it'd be Chip Trainum and Dallin Hayden. So you, you need you need at least a couple more running backs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At the very least, and then another one on top of that. Yeah. So because you don't know what's going to happen, and you need depth, and you got to prepare for injuries, and you want competition as well. Coming up tomorrow at six o'clock, I'm going to hit more on the recruiting angles of all the transfer portal stuff, both in the portal. And the latest with Buckeye recruiting, so do not miss that. But it's time for some Bruce Thornton appreciation. So I uh, had the pleasure, had the honor of co-hosting the Chris Holtman show, the first one of the season. It was today at noon. Look at you. That is up on a podcast feed as well. Yep. I would recommend if you're a, a basketball junkie, listen to the whole thing. Big time. Oh, and I don't, I don't know about that. Ron Stokes keeps it together. And Skip Mossick, the executive producer, he makes it super, super Skip? easy for me. Yep. And uh, the, the great, the legend Paul Keels had to miss this one. So I was super happy to fill in and uh, do whatever kind of job I could do. But go to 971thefan.com. If you click on the shows and podcasts, uh, just hit the Ohio State tab and you'll see like the Ryan Day radio show, the Chris Holtman show. They're right there. But we got to, to 
you know, three quarters of the way through. And it was time to really sink our teeth into Bruce Thornton and what makes this guy special because everybody sees it. This guy's almost averaging 20 points per game now, five assists, turnover rate is low, Mm. and he is just doing whatever this team needs to make the plays, to make winning plays. And I just had to... Had to, ha- had to ask Chris Holtman a little bit more about him. Take a listen. Tell me an area where he's underperforming right now, if I'm missing something. Well, um, he's not underperforming in areas. I do think his ball screen defense, if, you're gonna, if you want me to be honest, okay, all right, he's a phenomenal player and a phenomenal kid, and I hope our fans appreciate who he is uh, as a kid and as a player. A leader. And a leader and growing into that because he's everything, I'm telling you, he's everything you would want a Buckeye player to be about. Um, he just is. And I'm not overstating that. Um, so I, I just love him to death. Um, but I, you know, they, there's some, there's, you're always challenging your players to grow in, in specific areas. So you're but talking he's, about his defense, right? Well, I think his, I think he's, you know, sometimes, you know, small, quick guards, he's got to get attached to ball screens a little bit better on, on some of those smaller guys. But he's carrying such a heavy weight force right now, but he's built for it. When I tell you that he treats every practice like it's the day before you're going to play, um, your biggest rival, that's how he treats every practice and every drill. So, Timmy, when you ask, is it is he ahead of schedule? It's a tough question in a lot of ways because somebody that practices that hard consistently, it's like it's hard to put a ceiling. And he's a talented kid, obviously, but it's hard to put a ceiling on how quickly he can grow. Well, do we remember the last time a guard was drawing fouls at this rate? And that's so incredible. That's one of to me, his greatest weapons. Forget that he's a three-level scorer, and he's averaging less than one turnover per game. you you got to love that with yeah. five assists. Yes. But he gets to the line, yeah, and he knocks the, them all down. I'm going to ask you about that, Coach, because I, I looked at my stats. want to make sure it's right. Like last year, he shot a total of, I don't know, 70, 80 free throws, and then this year he's already at 40 or 50. So is he quicker? What, what is he doing to, to get yeah. to the basket, to get the fouls calls this year versus last year? Is it a different role? Well, his ball screen reads um, have gotten better. His his understanding of when to attack and I, his his shooting his free throw rate did go up as the season went on. I think as he started to get more comfortable, um, and you know our staff has done a great job. Jake's done a great job putting him in ball screen situations um, and and making him um, you know grow in that area, allowing him to grow in that area. I think that's all been a part of it for sure. So clearly he's not hard to talk about. You ask a coach a question about a player like this and you can go because he's just that easy to coach. He's that much fun to coach. I like and the, wow is he good. I love the the competitive part of it. You know, the way that he focuses on practice and how he treats each practice like it's a rivalry game. That right there, that's tough to do because I, Practice gets so repetitive, it can get boring sometimes. But a guy that's focused like that, that it's no wonder why he goes out there and he has the performances that he has. It is practice makes perfect, truly. And I learned that from the great Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, and we're wearing his shoes tonight. <laughs> you, uh, you and I. You showed me something about 15 minutes ago, some breaking news concerning a Buckeye player. And I actually recently was starting to make a little bit or draw a little bit of a comparison to Bruce Thornton and this guy. 
that we're going to talk about who's going to get quite an honor here. That's coming up. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Here's a listener tweet. Are men and bones stupid in real life? Yes. Yes, they are. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan. The show that knows how to throw a big, giant Buckeye party. You're listening to The Buckeye Show. Back to it here on The Buckeye Show in just a few moments. But before we do anything else, it's time to highlight this week's winner of the United Healthcare Small Business Sweepstakes. Throughout the season, United Healthcare helps us shine a spotlight on small businesses in our neighborhoods across Ohio. And this week, we're pleased to talk to Jen Wilson, who owns the Blank Space in Austintown. It seems like the perfect event center to host any occasion. Jen, congrats on the win. What's cool about your place? It sounds awesome. Thank you so much. We are so privileged and shocked and honored to be uh, selected as this week's winner. Um, our space is we're unique because we are a small event center to hold host those small gatherings where the big wedding places, you know, your event can't go there. Uh, we pride ourselves on you're allowed to kind of bring your own thing and make your space how you want it. Um, so we kind of keep it simple and clean. That way you can transform it into any theme or trend that you're having. We allow you to bring your own food. We don't restrict you to any vendors. Um, so just kind of make it your own and kind of provide you that space that you need for your small gatherings. That's awesome. And what's the website people can look you guys up at? You can look us up at the Blank Space Austin Town, and we do have another location in Warren, so you can check out the Blank Space Warren. That is awesome. Congratulations on the success there. I, I heard that you got to go and check out the Michigan State game. That had to be fun. Yes, we were so excited to be able to get on the field and see some action and see uh, the game um, and experience that night. That's awesome. That's before things got sad here last week. Yes, yes. We're still huge fans, though. Oh, we, we always are. Until we die. Yep, we absolutely are. Jen, thank you so much, and congratulations on the victory. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Jen. And Buckeye Nation, if you're a small business owner and want a chance for your business to be next in the spotlight, enter our small business sweepstakes now by going to ohiostatebuckeyes.com slash UHC. All right, Tyvis, so... Now we've got this, we've got the Heisman finalists. Mm. There we go. The Heisman finalists have been set. And wouldn't you know it, our guy, Marvin Harrison Jr., is among them. He's a finalist. I think that's very well deserved. I think anybody with eyes could tell he is one of the best players in college football. We all understand what this award is about. It's going to go to a guy that's on a really good team that puts up gigantic numbers, and it's usually going to be a quarterback. The thing that the thing that irks me a little bit is it's going to go to Jaden Daniels. That's it takes oh a little bit. My. It takes a little you bit of the fun. So? Yeah, it takes a little bit of the fun out of the award, and that we've got you know these updated odds that are all over the place, and he's oh. such an overwhelming favorite. I don't like that, and he doesn't have. A very big win. No, he doesn't have a Heisman moment. No, he doesn't have that Heisman moment. And they played one of those craptastic cupcake games. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you saw his numbers for that one, but he was able to throw up like a 400 passing and 200 run. He does put up big numbers, and he's a very impressive. He's an impressive player. His numbers is unbelievable. But he played two games this season against great competition where you needed a Heisman moment, and he lost. I, I just don't understand how that guy, off of numbers, yes. Off the, if you go just look at stats, then yes. But, like, but Michael, Michael Penix, Penix Jr. is undefeated. Michael Penix Bo Jr. Twice. to me, is the one that should get this award because of what he did and 
the the man was freestyle. <laughs> Did you see him freestyling on the on the sideline and then comes in and casually throws the game winner? Like that, it was unbelievable. That that kid is special. So to me, I think he's the best. Yeah, outside of him, I mean, Bo Nixon. Bo Nixon is probably the oldest dude on this on this list. He's been great too. Yeah, he's played too. He's, he's been he's great had too. Two careers, man. Yeah, three years at Auburn. And Maserati Marv. Maserati Marv, yeah. I'm going to say Maserati Marv, so MF loud. Got to love those memes that float out there. I'm looking at Jaden Daniels, 40 touchdowns, four interceptions, 3,800 yards. And then you got the rushing component to to this guy as well. Where with, with all the negative yardage for sacks, it's kind of stupid the way we we do that now. But he had... Oh gosh, I was looking at his. I was looking on the wrong column there. He had over eleven hundred rushing yards. Man, that's good. Eleven hundred rushing yards, ten touchdowns to go with thirty-eight hundred passing, forty touchdown passes. But it's like we said, you look at LSU and you're nine and three. Lost the Florida State game. Lost on the road to Ole Miss. Lost on the road to Alabama. Beat Missouri on the road. That was the one. Uh, that was the one top twenty-five win. That LSU got this year. It was who? Missouri. Who the Buckeyes are going to see. That's a respectable. But as as I was saying back there, the the comparison here, this is great for Marvin Harrison Jr. We know that he's not going to win this award, but being at the party is an accomplishment. Keeps a little streak going for Ohio State, having somebody represented there. I know that was important to Marvin Harrison Jr. just for this program, just for this offense. He's such a team guy. And when we're talking about Bruce Thornton back there, and you heard Chris Holtman going on and on about how easy it is to like this guy because he he didn't want to put a ceiling on how good he could become because he's already this good, mm-hmm. and he treats every single practice like it's the last practice before a game against their rival was, mm-hmm. was the way that he said that. Yeah. And look, I, I can't make the comparison. Marvin Harrison Jr. as a football player is way, way, way ahead of Bruce Thornton as a basketball player. Marvin Harrison Jr. might be one of the top three, four, or five wide receivers in the NFL. Give him two or three years yeah. by the time he gets to the pros. Yeah, I don't think Bruce Thornton can do that on a global stage. Prove me wrong, you know? But just my guess, you know, he put him in the fishbowl that's the NBA. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're, you know, you get it. But the point is, is Bruce is incredibly talented. And you combine that with being such a good dude, and you combine that with being one of the best workers on the team. Usually you run into some situations where guys can be a bit of a a prima donna or egotistical because they're so good, and they always can just show up and just use their talent and their skills or their athleticism, Mm -hmm. and they can get maybe, it's not so much a chip on on their shoulder, it's more of a big head about how could you dare even think that you could compete with with me. He's not that way. And Marvin, we've seen it. We've been around this guy. Maybe the greatest example of that that I've ever seen, where he's such a good guy. He's never really talking about himself. He didn't really ever want to take the bait, even at last year's Pro Day, when he's throwing around with C.J. Stroud and his dad is there, and you're trying to ask him questions alluding to the next stage, the next level, because clearly they'd, they'd take you five overall, Today, you know, in, in two months, even after two years of college football. But he's he's not even fielding questions about that as if 
he's not even good enough to be at that level when he's got to know somewhere in his brain that he is, but he blocks all that stuff out and just commits to the work, just the relentless work ethic, being one of the most incredibly skilled and athletic players out there. It's just the most unbelievable trifecta you're ever going to see. I think he put a blueprint down, you know, to exactly what you want your college football player to be. You know, the way he go about his business, the the work that he puts in, it literally shows like, okay, yes, is he naturally talented? Yes. But he shows you when you are naturally talented, if you got the work ethic that he has, you can achieve stuff like being a finalist in the Heisman as a wide receiver, which doesn't happen often these days. And I think that anybody that's been in that that building with him for the last three years and and trying to figure out how can I make it to the NFL? How can I blaze my path? He just showed you exactly what you need to do. And the thing is, the funny thing is, you sit back and you watch it, and a lot of people won't even do it. They'll be like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to go to the NFL that much because if that's what I have to do, like he, the kid was relentless in his his pursuit to be perfect. And that's what you got to be if you want to make it to the next level. And I, I tell you what, if I was a player on there, on that team, there is no way that I would have sat back and just watched him do that. I would have definitely tried to jump in with him and got some of that work in with him because you see it. You see how he performs on Saturday. You see what it's doing for his career. Why would you not want to be in that? And Well, and you would think that most guys that would be watching already know you're just not going to be as good as him. Therefore, you need, you have to have yeah. all this extra work or else you aren't even going to be close. That's the that's the great lesson in it, well, right? You find out You find out very quickly in college if you like football or if you love football. And clearly that Marvin loves the game of football. But you find a lot of people don't, a lot of people aren't willing to put that work. I'm just telling you, too. a lot of people would look at him and be like, that's crazy. I'm not doing all of that. And that's why he's where he is. And that's why some people don't get there. Yeah, I am i don't feel like working on the Monarchs today. <laughs> yeah, I feel like catching no, no balls today. I think I'm good. I caught every ball in practice. I think I'm good. I think I need to go to Chipotle. That's not a bad. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> right, right, right. What do you say we go in about seventeen minutes? Huh? No. Twitter guys has been completely on fire today. We're gonna go over some of the most can't miss ones. Hashtag Buckeyes is coming up next. It's Timmy and Tyvis. It's the Buckeyes show on the fan. We used to have a billboard with our host face on it, but only ugly people work here now. You mama say you ugly. Hey, the fan, Ohio sports destination. <laughs> Social media can be a cesspool. Allow us to navigate the waters. Hashtag Buckeyes. Sponsored by Green and Sons. Visit Green and Sons online at greenandsons.com. Timmy and Tyvis and all you fine Buckeye fans closing it down here on a Monday. What a wild weekend it was just with college basketball with the crew in that game that they had. We didn't really mention. I know we're the Buckeye show, but still super stoked about that. You got a team playing for a championship, Tyvis. You got a professional team that's going to host a championship game at a new stadium in the Arena District. That place is going to be on fire on Saturday. It's going to be awesome. Are you going? 
Uh, not at the moment, no. Could you get me tickets? Could do you what? Do play what? your connections, your NIL connections. You think I got those type yeah, of... Yeah, I do. Nope, I don't. How firm thy friendship. <laughs> Tie this pal. Get you me some tickets. What are you... I'm, listen, I am just another... Come on. I'm a jag. I'm a jag. Saved a Michigan game. No, you're game. a, you're a just, dude. Just a, I'm just a no, guy. No, you're a dude. I'm just, a jag. You're a jag with two Gs. Just a great guy. <laughs> That's what you are. That uh, is true. You know, you know who is a great guy? That would be Mr. Drinky, Eli Drinkwitz. We got an entertaining coach that we're going to go up against in this bowl game. I will tell you that. This was making the rounds on social media very quickly. If you didn't keep on that, how long was that college football show? Were they doing that thing for like four hours I, you on know, Sunday? I don't watch it because the Buckeye Bowl didn't get announced until way, it way, like way after two thirty or yeah, it was twelve twenty ish in the afternoon when the college football playoff got released, and then you had to wait around all day. You're already watching NFL games. The one o'clock window's on. That still wins. That is still paramount when you're not in the playoffs. Some you know? of us had to work too. Some of us have jobs. Yeah, I'm getting ready for a Buckeye basketball game. Big Ten opener. They're playing Minnesota. Buckeye women are playing Tennessee. I'm doing the Browns pregame. Yeah. Well, you guys should be out of the playoffs. You've lost. You've lost games. We should have been over a while ago for you. We're out of the playoffs you before out. the season started. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is this? Who's your team, Baker? The Browns. Yeah. What you're is out. this? What is this, you guys? What is this? I'm just saying. You, you, you're you all about who, perfection. Who, you take a who, loss, who you're done. Your, Get who out. Who is y'all? You work for the team, Tyvis. <laughs> you're officially yeah, you. You Browns guy. You too. Uh, two guys, Browns guys, commanders okay, out. If done. That's, if that's the case, then I, the I work for what? Eight different organizations. I, am I considered? Because if that's the case, the 49ers should look really good. No, they've lost games. Get them out. Everybody's I'm, I'm being dumb now. Everybody's but you, lost you games, it. too. It's all I have left in the tanks. Yep. Because <laughs> you know you're wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know you're no, wrong. no you're wrong. College they're, football is about perfection. No, I didn't make the rules, You're till. wrong that's because what it is. we're advancing. We're finally 150 years. We're going to move into the future Yo, starting next don't, year. Don't, preach, be the, Tyvis, don't be the old guy in the room, Tim. Please don't. Just... Actually, I think we're the old guys, Tyvis. Yeah, I think you guys are the ones. I guess sound like maybe. a couple of dinosaurs. Don't be the young. I want my <laughs> ball game. I want to go undefeated. Don't be the young guy in the room, Tim. Get you, off our championship, AP <laughs> Here's the idea: no four team playoff. We just go back to playing our singular games, and we never see anyone, and we just vote on who's the best. Big That's Ten it. and who's the in the Rose Bowl. The fact that that yeah. was a thing yeah. bothers me. Who's our our blue bonnet national champion this year. That don't bother y'all that they did that? Of course it bothers me! <laughs> they didn't. It's I stupid! I had no idea that they didn't play an actual championship game. It was voted on. How is this ever a thing? That's ridiculous. How <laughs> did they do that? <laughs> that is for ridiculous. so long. And they stopped that in 2000, right? Well, 97 or 98, whenever it, the BCS championship game came around. I think it was That's 98, it. right? 98. When Tennessee won, Tennessee, that was the first. T. Martin, year after Peyton left, went to the Colts. So anyway, uh, back to the tweets and the good stuff on the socials. Aaron Murray, uh, we know Aaron Murray. He's the one that, that got this and tweeted this out. Said Eli Drinkwitz, Missouri's head coach, is in consideration for coach of the year. Might need to get the vote after this. And he's on screen there with Reese Davis and the guys. This is what it sounded like. Hey, hey guys, I got a quick phone call. Connor Stallion's beeping in right here. I'm trying to get a few signals here. So 
I gotta go. Uh, but but as soon as we get done, you know, look forward to competing against Ryan Day, and and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> Some funny guys. He's hilarious. <laughs> ah, that's funny. That, that, that this kind of stallions thing. Didn't he like walk up on the set of like Dave Portnoy and give him a note or something? Well, I didn't see this. You didn't see that? No, you fill me in, buddy. I think he showed up and like gave him a note, and I don't I, know what. The note what? what set? I forgot what the note. This was at. I swear, this might have been at the you game. I mean, you can't look it up on your phone now. That's yeah. not going to help me much. Uh, we, we got two minutes here. Well, we never know. <laughs> the, so the the other thing that I was looking at this uh, this from Air Noland. Does this interest you? The quarterback, possibly of the future. I, I don't know if Ohio State's going to wind up leaning to a true freshman quarterback for next year, but if they want to get a little bit more mobile, if he comes in and wows them, if the Buckeyes don't find exactly what they're looking for in the transfer portal market, then maybe. And this makes sense because the quarterback room got lighter. Yeah. Aaron Noland confirmed, reaffirmed his commitment today about eight hours ago when this was all spreading about Kyle McCord in the transfer portal. He said plainly, I'm 100% committed to the Ohio State Blocko Buckeye nut right there. I love that. I mean, listen, that's a guy that's coming in in January, so he's going to be looking to compete. You see that the the quarterback room is shaken up, and you got a shot at actually playing. However, I think Lincoln still has the leg up because he's been there. Also, you got to think about this. When you... Aaron Nolan's left-handed, so some things is going to be changed when he comes into that offense. You know, you, you're essentially flipping your offensive line because now your blind side is your right tackle instead of your left tackle. And obviously, everybody's used to going to the right on things. He has to go to the left. So I think there's a lot of push mix mixed things that happen when he comes in. So it'll be interesting to see how they get that done. I don't know what that is you're showing me you from the, the, the barstool, but that's, just, that's about as much debauchery as I've ever seen with the dude wearing camo and the hat that says bet on getting his Jim Harbaugh on. How about that too with Harbaugh? Bet, bet, bet. He just, God, could he be so old <laughs> uh, with what he was doing? But hey, again, if you missed any of the program, Check it out, the podcast, wherever you get your audio. Just search up the Buckeye Show. It is there. We've got the NFL. We've got the Bengals and Jake Browning. We've got the Jags and Trevor Lawrence. And it's next, right here on The Fan. Chops his serial killer eyes, and Reeser can grow a full beard before lunch. What can your friends do? Bishop and Friends. Weekday mornings at 9. The Fan.